Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly, fully vaccinated Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is the beloved and wonderful Jody Hamilton. I love Jody. She's so freaking awesome. But you know, before we get into our conversation, I do try to keep these intros short. I have a tier on Patreon, though, that allows listeners to listen ad-free and with a much shorter intro. The Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners and it's woman-run. It's patrons who keep the show going and I'm so grateful. If you do enjoy today's show, take a look at the About page, check out some of my past guests. Most of the time I talk to political people. Sometimes I talk to actors because I used to be one. But just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. I do two free shows a week on Mondays and Wednesdays and they're followed up by the What's Up show, which is just me alone talking about whatever I feel like, kind of like an online diary. I also do one patrons-only show with a guest once a month. Just check out the variety of tier options at patreon.com slash start me up. You can make a one-time donation by checking out the text in the Patreon description. I've included a link that makes it easy to donate through PayPal. You can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Just stop by the iTunes app, Apple Podcast Store, become a subscriber. It's free. And while you're there, if you like the show, please rate it and leave a review. I would really appreciate it. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Jody Hamilton. Welcome back to the show, Jody. Thank you, Kimberly. It's always <laughs> good to hear you. Oh, well, okay. First of all, Last night I went over to my mom's uh, just to, you know, hang out and everything. And, and right. so I wanted to book you because usually I come home in the morning and I'm like this, I'm really weird with needing to have my routine. And if anything is like throws me off my routine, my mind doesn't function right. It, like I get all weird. So I just wanted to talk with you today because I knew I was going to be driving home in the morning and I wouldn't it wouldn't be my normal routine and talking to you is so easy <laughs> and you're and you're so smart about everything. So I have I do have and I just have to add this too. I said in the intro that we were probably going to talk about politics, so we have to talk about politics so I don't have to change my intro. <laughs> <laughs> no problem with that. It's funny, though, that you're telling me that I make you feel more normal whenever I'm on Stephanie's show. I'm the one that makes it weird. So, okay. <laughs> you're so not weird. But you're weird in a good way, and I love weird people. <laughs> weird people are my favorite. Okay, first of all, how was your July 4th? It was loud. Yeah, uh-huh. This was a um, loud year, uh, I think. We didn't go. I mean, we went to actually Lonnie's aunt retired and had a um, her birthday party at the same time. So we oh. went to a friend of hers house where we met the hosts, um, the wife, her mother and grandmother. Mm -hmm. Her mother's in her 80s. Her, her grandmother is going to be 101 years old oh like my, next wow. week. Wow. And you wow. wouldn't have guessed their ages. Uh, you'd have been off by 20 years easily on both. Yeah. Wow. Women. I mean, just like it, that was incredible. Everybody was vaccinated, so that was nice. Yeah. Um, but that's we did that on Saturday, and so yesterday we really didn't do anything because I don't like I'm not a parade person. Yeah, me neither. They bore the hell out of mm -hmm. me. And and it, since it was a weekend and it's been hot in the valley, I, I was like, I don't want to go to the beach. It's going to be insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I crawled into bed as per usual around seven o'clock. And the fireworks started, like, maybe a half mile from our house. Wow. Yeah. And they were professional, like, good right. fireworks, mm -hmm. but they were so loud. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I, you know, I closed all the windows because it's been hot, so we've had the windows open at night. So I closed our windows, so I, because I don't like it. I am not, I don't like them. Yeah. And so then it, Lonnie came to bed around eight something, 
And then I'm like, where's the cat? So I came back out into the living room, and she was just sitting up going, I don't know what that is. Oh, <laughs> poor little You know, thing. not cowering like my dogs used to cower, but certainly right. not happy about it. Yeah. You know, so I picked her up, and I brought her in the bedroom, and oh. she feels safe around Ronnie, so she felt better. But oh. we couldn't open the windows, and then it finally died down around 10 o'clock, and then it started back up again mm-hmm. around midnight. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just, I... People are fucking assholes. They are. And well, first of all, you go to bed at seven. Yeah, usually seven thirty, maybe eight. Wow. And then what time do you get up? Five. Wow. Oh my god. Usually. I wish that I could have that kind of discipline or whatever it is. I because like I'm more of a night person, and I like you know I like I don't stay up that late, but um, I've always like right now I go to bed around midnight. So. Oh no. Yeah, no. <laughs> um uh in fact we went out when we went to um Sue's party the other night, it started at five thirty and I'm like, Well, that's really late. <laughs> oh my god. We it, were it, is that, I was exhausted on Sunday. Is I was that, exhausted yesterday. Is that because you do Stephanie's show and you wanna just keep that um getting up early thing like normal? It's a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I because I walk like a maniac. Mhm. Um, and especially in the summertime, I want to get home by nine thirty in the morning. Yeah. So that it's not so hot. Right. Um, and I try to get all ten miles at once. Wow. Well, going back to the um, fireworks, it was funny because I was over at my mom's, and it was she. There's this field across from where she lives, and. <laughs> And we were watching Independence Day, which makes me laugh because while I was watching Independence Day, I realized two actors from that movie were on my podcast, Jim Piddick and Kristen, Kirsten Warren. So it's kind of funny. I was like, oh, my God, two people from this movie. Anyway. Yeah, I was um, joking with Lonnie yesterday. I said, I just want to watch Independence Day on a loop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum with his his air boob squeezes. There was actually oh God, that's what you. that's what Bob like when he does the impression of. Goldblum it's like he mm-hmm. does boob squeeze air boob squeezes and there was this one and I told my mom and there was this one scene where Jeff held up one hand and he only squeezed one boob it was so funny <laughs> god he's funny anyway so we were sitting there we're watching Independence Day and we like hear all the and so she's got the two cats one of the cats Simon doesn't give a shit and right. Jesse was afraid poor little Jesse so anyway um the we started hearing like normal firecracker noise but then but right. then it sounded like uh, a war zone and we went over to her windows that faced that field and there was a full-blown show it looked like yeah. a professional show and it was like whoa and this was the closest I'd ever been so we were watching it and then it stopped but then it started and then it stopped and then it started all night basically from seven to out it was like a little after midnight and oh my god it, w- it was like it was so much and I just kept thinking I can't, I mean, it's beautiful, and it, it was not just firecrackers, clearly. There were fireworks, and they were really mm-hmm. nice, but I just kept thinking of the veterans because I've never, mm-hmm. ever, ever, the dogs too and the cats, but I've never heard it like that. I've, I've, you know, in all my years of being at home on 4th of July, yes, you hear things, but this was literally like being in a war zone. It was oh, yeah, really I mean, we, crazy. The, CBS Radford used to have a fireworks show, which is only a you know, a mile and a half from our house. Mm-hmm. And you could see it from, like, you go to a parking lot near us and you could kind of see it mm-hmm. without having to get too close. So it wasn't very loud. But last night, I swear it was the high school that is literally a half mile from here. Wow. 
That's crazy. Because um, it was, I could see it out of our window, and yeah. it was, That's close. and it was so loud. And I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. I know, you know, I mean, uh, there were reports that wild animals, young wild animals, mm. will like fall out of nests Ugh. with heart attacks. I hate. You know, I, I'm so sick just, and tired it's of this up. shit. I don't get it. I don't get it. I know. It's it 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 really sucks. But to go back, I have to just say the last thing about um, Independence Day. Did I tell you my Bill Pullman story? No. It's so weird. I was at the Derby one year. I don't know what year it was, but sometime in the 90s. And I was talking to this British dude, and he was kind of cute. And we were, like, flirting and everything. And we were sitting at the bar. And Mm -hmm. so I know, like, he points out to me. He's like, is that Bill Pullman? Because he's staring at you. And he was with a woman. And I know Uh he's married, so I'm assuming it's his wife, but I don't know when he was married. So anyway, um, so yeah, I'm like, that is Bill Pullman, and he is staring at me. It was like he was just standing there staring at me. And so, okay, whatever. And then Bill makes his way over to me. And so again, I am at the bar. I am like sitting on a stool facing the bar, and I'm talking to this, this British guy, and Bill starts getting closer and closer to me, and but he's got his back to me. And the British guy's like, he, he, you know, he's, he's giving me a play-by-play on what he's doing. And then all of a sudden, Bill literally puts his back against my back and starts moving back and forth. And, and it wasn't crowded or anything. Like, there was no logical reason for him to do this. And the woman that he was with was standing right there. And I never acknowledged him. I never, I, I, I was looking at the British guy like, oh my God. And you know, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And, and, and like, we were both just like it, it, totally in shock because it was such an odd thing to do. But you know what? He's an odd guy. I think he's a fucking brilliant actor. But yeah. he's just, I think he has, he lives in this other world, <laughs> you know, like in Bill Pullman world. <laughs> And That's it was a just, completely fine thing to do. Yes. <laughs> but it was just so funny. And it was like, it, I think what's even funnier is I never even acknowledged it. I never turned around. <laughs> nothing. It just eventually he stopped and left. So anyway, there's my Bill Pullman story. That's so strange. That is the strangest story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so just because I have to make sure we talk about politics, um, mm-hmm. so I don't have to go change the intro to the show. First of all, number one... Um, Let's talk about Weisselberg because I don't know that he's going to flip. I, you know, I put that on my uh, Twitter page and people were, you know, some people agreed with me and some people said no once he gets a ta- like once he gets sent to blah, blah, blah. What do you think? I, you know, he's what, 73? Mm-hmm. This conviction, he'd die in prison. Yes. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. Just with his age and what he looks like, and he's certainly not the hundred-year-old woman I just met the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so he's not. She's in great shape. Yeah. Um, so I mean, to me, that's a death sentence, and it just depends on because, like, your argument and a lot of people's argument is he's more afraid of the Russian mob, which or, could also get to him in prison. Yeah. Like they can't. Exactly. Um, so I mean, either way, it all depends on where he wants to die. Well, and the the other thing, yeah, it's like the whether it's whatever mob Trump is associated with. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, people are saying, oh, the Russians have no use for him. But I disagree because he still runs the Republican Party. So right. 
I think that the Russians do have a use for him. But, you know, it's the idea, and Michael Cohen said he talks in code, and the mafia code for that is, you know, oh, well, it would be a shame if anything happened to your kids. And so his kids are going to be part of this, too, because they're included. Eventually, I think they will be uh, charged. But, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I feel like even though, yeah, he's old and this would be a death sentence, if, you know, from everything that I hear – he truly loves his family and wants to protect them. And if he, I think he would probably think, well, I'm old and this will be a death sentence, but if I'm going to save my children, I mean, I don't know. I really honestly don't know because it would, I don't know. I mean, if they all take the fall, then what? They all go to jail for this really long period of time. I, I would, I would assume the, you know, authorities might give them some kind of a, a deal, you know, I don't right. know if, if they could even go into witness protection because I don't know what his kids look like, but eventually I think we all will. So, well, I mean, um, if anybody, according to Glenn Kirshner, um, anybody that is testifying in the grand jury in New York based on New York law, they get automatic immunity. Hmm. Assuming their testimony is truthful. I right. would imagine that if they're lying, then that deal goes up. But mm-hmm. the minute you decide that you agree to testify mm-hmm. in a grand jury, and you might be somebody that might be charged in the future, mm-hmm. anything you say at that moment in time cannot be used. Oh, interesting. Um, later, and that's just okay. New York law. Right. Um, so at least that's how I understand it to be. So anybody in his family that we find out testified, we know they've flipped. You know what I mean? Anybody yeah. that goes into the grand jury, we know they've flipped. Wow. And have immunity of some sort. Now, with, with Weisselberg, the whole thing is, is Trump basically admitted to everything the Mm -hmm, other day, mm -hmm. apparently, in Florida. Um, If he signed any IRS, any any tax stuff, which we all have to do for our taxes, Mm -hmm. anything that Donald Trump signed, he's liable for whether he understood it or not. Mm -hmm. What? Weisselberg or Trump? Both. Okay. Because if Trump is signing tax returns for his company... And or his personal, because he did, he made a lot of personal loans, mm-hmm. personal guarantees, mm-hmm. which is like the dumbest thing to do yeah. in business. <laughs> um, and so anything that he has signed, and if it's a personal guarantee or his personal income taxes, and there is fraud in those taxes, his accountant can say, hey, I told him all of this. He knew what was going on or, mm-hmm. or no, I, you know, whatever. But either way, if I sign a tax return... I am liable for mm-hmm. what I have literally signed. It says it on the form. Yeah. And so you can't claim you didn't know what was going on. You can, but it's not going to fly after. If, if it's one time and it's a mistake, okay, you're going to pay some fines. Mm-hmm. But if it's consistent over the last mm-hmm. whatever, however many tax returns they've got, yeah. then it's not, that's, a, that's not a mistake. That's yeah. on purpose. Yeah, and I think we all know it was on purpose. Of course it was, and and he cannot, nobody else can sign Donald Trump's tax returns, personally at least, except for Donald Trump and his wives. Right. If they file jointly, like Lonnie and I don't, we don't file joint, we file married, but at a single rate, which is like the the dumbest thing in the world. (laughs) Who fucking cares if I'm married? I mean, unless I want to get a tax break, it's just the strangest thing, but, um, uh, so we... I don't sign his return. He doesn't sign mine. So were there to be a problem with either right. one of us, the other one is not liable because we're not signing them. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Well, do mm-hmm. you think, Do you think? okay, there's also so much speculation about whether Trump is ever going to see the inside of a jail cell. 
What do you think? I just want him to get arrested and then the strip search mm-hmm. and the delousing. <laughs> that would be kind of awesome. <laughs> just, just spread them because you got to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They look for drugs. Donnie Jr. is going to be up for some surprises. Um, <laughs> I just want the mug shot. That would, yes. Just that alone would bring me joy. Yeah, that would. Well, I think that, I mean, I have a hard time imagining that he would get jail time. Um, just because of the way we've seen everything work out in the past with right. white, wealthy men. Um, not to say that white, wealthy men don't go to jail, but, you know, we all know how so many of them get out of having to either go to jail or they, you know, I mean, look, I'll go back to, and this is such a horrible thing. It's so fucking horrible. But I did a, a blog post a couple of years ago and I, I repost it every now and then um, mm-hmm. that white male judges will like, for instance, there was some, some kid who raped a one-year-old on camera. And he got no jail time. There's another man who was white and wealthy and raped a baby and got no jail time because the judge thought that because he was wealthy and was used to a wealthy lifestyle, he wouldn't do so well in jail. So he didn't get yeah, any jail time. Most people don't do well in jail. Yeah. I, and he raped a fucking baby. And so, you know, I mean, it, it's hard for me to imagine that the former president of the United States, who is a white man, a wealthy, I don't know, uh, is going to actually go to jail. But I also think that, you know, there was that report or, oh God, I'm trying to remember. Somebody did either like a thread or whatever it was about uh, the indictment charges and how, oh God, I want to get this right, how like if, how Trump would get loans from banks, but if they were lying and lying to the banks that he's mm-hmm. never going to be able to get a loan from anybody anymore. No, he won't. I mean, that's the, that's why I think part of the reason that the that New York charged the company. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, right now banks might want to go, hey, the company's been charged with these 15 counts of, you know, certainly tax evasion. Bank fraud's on its way. Mm-hmm. And I think if they are, if the company gets charged with bank fraud, Guess what loans are going to be called in? Yeah. All of them. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. Because now the banks are on the hook because they're giving mm-hmm. up. They're going to give up the information, which they already have. I think Deutsche Bank already did. Right, yeah. And he owes them, what, $300 million? Oh, my God. Yeah, and then so and how- he owes it personally. It's not yes. the company that guaranteed it. Donald Trump made a post. It's like the first rule in business. Do not personally guarantee a loan mm-hmm. of, of any substantial. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a mortgage is one thing, but you've got the house. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but if you're in business and you need ten, twenty, thirty million dollars, do not personally guarantee it. Figure out a way to have the company guarantee it, because then you're not liable. Right. Wow. So, do you think there's okay? There's a couple things I want to talk about. Number one, uh, and this will be the next thing we talk about. But so it's really number two, starting with number two. Uh, Trump might become a martyr, and it might actually. I think like enrage MAGA even more, but um, well, ac- actually, let's just go to that first. Like, let's say he goes to jail. Um, do you think that would hurt, uh, uh, like, hurt the country in that it would anger the cultists, and so therefore we might see, I don't even know what, more violence. Um, I don't even know what. I mean, do you think that there would be a negative? backlash if Trump does go to jail in a way that would be substantial and you know damaging to the country well 
first things first, you've got to remember that in the Paul Manafort jury, there was at least one MAGA juror. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And she voted guilty. And she was like, oh. I did not want to vote guilty, but right. the evidence was there. Mm-hmm. And this, the cases so far are intertwined with taxes. Adults pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we kind of un- they had two sets of books. How mobby is that? Oh God, I know um, it's so dumb. <laughs> well, no, I mean I understand. He he wanted to know where all of his. Money I know, was going. I know, I know. But you it's know, like it's like a Batman books, but it's just dumb. It's like the Batman um, TV show villain. Yeah, and people understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, they they get. Wait, he got away with doing something like that, and I can't. Mm-hmm. And even some of, I'm sure the jury pool, should it ever get to that point uh, in the state and in the city, it's going to be a huge jury pool. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't imagine less than a few hundred people being vetted. Um, I mean, I was, I was, uh, had jury duty a few years back and it was a murder case and they called 200 people in LA. Wow. Because um, it was, I, I had never heard of the case, mm-hmm. but um, uh, I was excused. They'd sat the jury before I had to be interviewed by the mm-hmm. um, the uh, lawyers. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was like two hundred people in the jury pool. Wow. That's a huge jury pool. Mm-hmm. And with Trump, New York, they don't like him in New York. Mm-hmm. No, I know. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's like in New York, he's more screwed than anywhere else in this country. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because they know him. They hate him there. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I think that, that with if the evidence is as strong as we all pretty much think it would be and yeah. that it's going to have to be to even indict him personally, Yeah. Um, just because of his previous job, which should not be the case, but it is, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be as perfect a case as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's paper and documentation. Yeah. People understand taxes and that they have to pay them. And he's not even using loopholes. He is breaking the law. Using yeah. a loophole is what Jeff Bezos does. Yeah. And I don't like it, but you know what? If I were him, I'd probably do the same. Right. Because why not? Take advantage of the tax code if you can. Mm-hmm. That's, that's smart business. Mm-hmm. But Donald Trump apparently, according to reports, is not just using loopholes. He is lying mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> lying to banks to get more money lying to the, the tax man to get more money as well oh my god oh my you know, god and people I think will understand because it's simple mm-hmm. it's really really simple and with documentation and good prep on your account and your forensic accountants and all the people that are going to have to explain potentially complicated stuff but mm-hmm. I doubt it um, it paperwork is very important and I really don't think Besides the fact that he's not on really any social platforms anymore, mm-hmm. Fox isn't even covering his stupid rallies anymore. Well, so that's his, good. his influence <laughs> is less now than yeah. it was even six months ago. So do you think then, okay, because of course he thinks he's going to get reinstated in August and he's not. Well, that I'm not concerned about. And the reason that I'm not concerned about that is, first off, the Biden administration and the uh, DOJ is actually paying attention to the chatter mm-hmm. um, and realizes what happened in January and does not want a repeat of that. So mark my words, the National Guard will be ready. Yeah. There, there will not be a stand-down order again. Mm-hmm. That was 
stated before. Mm -hmm. This is not the same people. The DOD is not, you know, everything is different Mm -hmm. than it was on January 6th as far as, you know, the administrations, obviously. And Trump didn't want the National Guard. Yeah. For X, Y, Z. Everybody's saying, oh, we didn't want it to look bad because of the Black Lives Matter. No, you didn't. You just didn't want it to look bad because it was white folk. Not right. because BLM made you look bad. It was because <laughs> because <laughs> white folks. Yes. Yes, angry, mega white folks. Well, I mean, but they're still, I mean, I totally get what you're saying as far as, okay, when it's on tax, when it's taxes and on paper and everybody understands that. But even, you know, I mean, I look at some people that I'm related to and Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not sure what my MAGA relative would say if this goes down and he's found guilty, even if it's all spelled out, because let's just say one family member asked the other MAGA family member, do you just watch the the news, not cable, but just like the local news? And this family member said, I I don't, what did she say? I don't like them or I don't, I don't like what they say or something. And it, it, you know, long story short, she just didn't accept what, what reality was because local news usually doesn't take a side except uh, unless it's like Sinclair, but yeah, if they're just, Sinclair, yeah. yeah, but I mean, if they're just like, and my mom, where my mom lives, the, the local news up there is, I'm sure it's probably where I am too. I never watch the local news, but um, she watches it every night because she likes to watch the weather. So she always watches the first part of it. And, you know, I mean, it's just basic uh, news. There is right. no emo- there is no opinion attached to right. it. So that's where my MAGA relative was like, well, I don't like that. It's not that she didn't trust it. She didn't say she didn't trust it. It was that she didn't like it. So I don't know. So anyway, I don't know if met with you know okay trump did this to his taxes and he got away with all that if she would even she might just reject that well i mean uh, there will be a percentage of his fans Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word (laughs) that um will refuse to believe he's done anything wrong ever in the existence of ever um, just like there's still Nixon fans that disagree mm-hmm. that he should have been prosecuted for Watergate, you know. Mm-hmm. There are – hi, Roger Stone. Yeah. Um, there are people out there that, you know, are going to say that Charlie Manson was innocent. You know what I mean? There's going to be a group of people that that no matter what is put in front of them that is factually accurate, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. they're unwilling – their cognitive dissonance is strong. So you think, and, though, that th- those people are going to basically not be too much of a threat if Trump is found guilty? I don't think so, because right now he's got about a 30% stronghold of the population of this country. Mm-hmm. Half of them are easily going to switch when they find out the truth. Hmm. And if there is a trial, <laughs> talk about the trial of the century. No, shit. Oh my it's god! I mean, that would make the O.J. Yeah. trial was, yes. like nothing. I was just gonna say I would make, and and I was totally all over the O.J. trial. <laughs> so that I mean, oh I know god. one of the translators from that trial. So wow. Um, uh, yeah, she's she still works at the at the courthouse. Fucking a. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's going to make the O.J. trial look like a no-brainer. Yeah. Like oh nobody watched that. This will be on every, <laughs> even Fox will have to show it. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, I hope so. Oh, I hope so. Okay. So uh, we have to take a quick break, but we will be back after this message. 
There's so much going on in the world that can make it difficult to relax and decompress. You've experienced the Sunday scaries, that feeling of dread in the pit of your stomach that comes on Sunday afternoons. Now here's a totally different Sunday scaries, vitamin boosted CBD gummies. And you don't even have to wait until Sunday night rolls around. Self-care is so important and Sunday scaries is here to help. Sunday scaries believes that everyone deserves a hand on a difficult day. So if you're looking for a way to decompress, Sunday Scaries has you covered with their CBD products. Visit sundayscaries.com and use the promo code SEXYLIBERAL, all one word, at the checkout and get 25% off your order. That's 25% off at sundayscaries.com with promo code SEXYLIBERAL. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. These products are not for use by sale or to persons under the age of 18. Okay, we're back. Oh, my God. I'm just, okay, so let me see. Now, Clyburn said that Trump might have to be called, or they might call Trump to testify about 1-6. So, now what I want to ask you about this is he's not going to go. So, okay, if they subpoena him, what do you think is going to happen there? Well, he's a private citizen now. Mm -hmm. You and I can't not go when the when Congress yeah. subpoenas you, yeah. <laughs> and you're a private citizen, that's a bit different than being the White House Counsel, yeah, or the uh, uh, AG, because Eric Holder defied subpoenas. We can all remember that, as did Don McGahn. Now Eric Holder's holdout was for seven years, um, and he never actually testified. I don't think. Wow. Um, and then Don again, it was what, two years? And mm-hmm. again, private citizen once he finally mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. testified. He doesn't have executive you know, privilege anymore. Mm-hmm. This would be something where, because Clyburn said, he goes, I don't want to subpoena him, mm-hmm. but if, we, if the evidence leads us to that, we will do it. Mm-hmm. Well, they, what they do is they call his lawyers and go, we would like him to come testify mm-hmm. on this day, that day, that day. He says no then they do the issue of the subpoena. Now they have, I don't know what their power is like a court, but I think they can go to a judge mm-hmm. and go, we need to enforce the subpoena. And then the judge, they can arrest them. Oh I mean, you can get arrested by, by oh not God. showing up to when the court says you got to show up. But like, I don't it, know what congressional subpoena power is. It should be that much because yeah. it's the Congress. Right. But, you know, the fact that Liz Cheney has agreed to be mm-hmm. on the, committee is good mm-hmm. um uh in spite of mccarthy's threat to remove people from their committee assignments she's like yeah that's it i don't care because <laughs> she's on armed services so she's yes. actually the right person to be on that committee um cause that's her only committee assignment i believe is just armed services and if he strips her of that which i doubt he will because it will look so dumb yeah um yes exactly but i mean like i wonder if okay so like i mean i can't imagine trump would just go even if there was subpoena even if there was like they want like i i see like the standoff i mean i don't is it where is he now is he in pennsylvania or is he in florida i want i thought he went back to jersey but that would just be too easy for new or york jersey. to go get him i know um, i know i know that's the thing it's uh, like whether it's bet is it bedminster is where he is yeah, yeah, that's in Jersey, I thought. Yeah, yes, it is. I, that's what I meant. So it's like either the standoff at Bedminster or the standoff at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, it, it seems to me that if he were, I think that he's so delusional that he he thinks he's beyond or above arrest um, mm-hmm. and that he would not, like he just, he wouldn't, unless they fucking 
bash the door down. Like that's well, what I. I mean, you I know, can't I imagine. think that Secret Service, which we pay for, yes, might just go, "Come on in." Interesting. Because he he still has Secret Service protection mm-hmm. as an ex president. So, and they they are supposed to follow the law. Granted, I'm sure the guys that are sticking with him are you know supporters of him. Yeah. Because you you take I believe that's more of a voluntary assignment at this point. Yeah. For to to cover an ex president. Right. Um. But I can't imagine, you know, again, Jersey, they don't like him either. Mm-hmm. No, I know they you don't. Know? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. They wow. don't like him either. So if they do, like, Weiselberg turned himself in. Mm-hmm. He was handcuffed. Right. But they didn't cops, you know, I wish they had done a cops thing and just mm-hmm. broke down the door. Because um, <laughs> it'd be funny. Because um, <laughs> they don't do that for rich white men. They, You're allowed to turn yourself in. Yeah. Yes. Like, okay, remember Martha Stewart served time. Yeah, that, yeah she did. She did, and that's true. I mean, you know, it's funny. My mom thinks he will go to jail, and I'm still not convinced. But, you know, my, my mom also pretty much doesn't she, – she's lost hope. And, I, and I, it, it, it makes me sad. That's why I kind of want to ask you about this too because, I mean, outside of the Trump situation, 2020 is not looking very good because of Mansion and Cinema. And, you know, um, it's so difficult – uh, as we all know right now, just because the political climate's awful and it's not, and, and the literal climate. I mean, there is fire yeah. shooting from the fucking clouds. The ocean and is on fire. Yes. And there is fire in the water. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I mean, there was a, a town in oh, Canada that you, you know, is, I, it was, it's close to Vancouver. So it's on the West side. And I mm-hmm. guess it was so hot there that basically, and I don't know how the fire started, but like the whole fucking town burned down. It was 121 degrees. You know, it was like 114, 116, 121. Uh, you know, one day it was 114, etc. And so, you know, the, I know she's like upset about that. And, and and then we look at the infrastructure bill. And if we're not going to move on climate, and you know, she understands this a little bit better than I do. But she was saying, if we do something right now, we're still going to have to deal with a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. But we'll be able to, you know, deal with it. And within, I can't remember the number of years, maybe it's 500 or whatever, eventually it'll go back. But if we don't do anything now, we're not going to be able to survive it. And she doesn't think we're going to be able to survive it. But most importantly, she's very concerned about 2022. And that's what I wanted to ask you about because you are knowledgeable and so is she. Um, and, you know, and I feel bad. I feel bad for her because she just went through 15 months of pain. And right. fortunately now she's out of that, that pain. Um, but she was, like all of us, assaulted just with Trump and COVID. And, you know, she was alone for 15 months. She was in pain for 15 months. And then finally, yay, Joe Biden wins. But then we look at Cinema and Mansion and, we're, and what they're doing. And they are possibly going to you know, seal the deal for the white supremacists. And I'm not ready to go there a hundred percent, but I'm fucking scared. And I don't, I just don't know what to think. Well, I mean, mansion is more malleable right now than cinema is regarding filibuster reform. Um, cause he's, I think he's willing to go with the Ornstein, um, Franken idea Mm -hmm. right? where you have 41 senators who don't believe in whatever the bill is, mm-hmm. but they've got to be in the room, mm-hmm. and somebody's got to be talking about what's germane to what they're against. And until, as soon as one person leaves, boom, 
yeah. done. Because if there's only 40 people in the room, yeah. that's filibuster done. Right. Because it's 60 that aren't in the room. There's your vote. My <laughs> view my view is to explain it to cinema and to management is like, why does the majority have to come up with the extra votes? Why, why doesn't the minority have to come right. up with 41 votes? Yeah. Because they're the ones arguing it. Why does it just have to be a fucking text message from Ted Cruz <laughs> to the majority leader going, we're filibustering it, but he doesn't have the votes? I mean, the vote, to, the filibuster vote that they had, there were only 35 senators that voted for it. How the fuck is that a filibuster vote? Yeah. How the fuck is that? You know, 11 <laughs> yeah. senators didn't vote at all, cinema right. being one. Yes. And Hello. Yeah. So to me, because the majority actually, the, it was more than 60% of the people in the room voted to move on with the legislation and debate. Uh-huh. But because apparently with the filibuster, it's not 60% of the people in the room, it's 60 senators. I mean, that's to me, okay, so you need 41 then to continue a filibuster. Yeah. End of statement. As soon as you only have 40, done. Right. And um, so that, to me, is a way to argue. We're keeping the filibusters. The minority still has the right to argue however they want to argue it, but they've got to get the votes to do it. Mm-hmm. Why does the majority have to overcome something when, say, 55 senators mm-hmm. want to pass it? But what does that or mean? We just debate about it. What does that mean for 2022, though? Like, in your mind, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I mean, you're talking about the election? Yeah. One thing I'm thinking is, and this is just my diabolicalness. Um, <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'm thinking is, yes, dear. Okay, have fun. Lonnie's leaving me. Aww. He's taking one of the dust traps away. Um, so, so um, okay, if we were to pass HRs 1 or SB 1 and SB 4, I guess is what they're called, the uh-huh. John Lewis Act and the Voting Rights Act right. in, in reverse. And um, if it were to say pass today, mm-hmm. right, it would be, pe- states would sue, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You'd have uh, Georgia suing, probably Arizona suing, Iowa, all the ones that have passed these horrible laws so far. Mm-hmm. It could get to the Supreme Court next year mm-hmm. in time for them to go no you can't do that mm-hmm. but if we pass it say next january mm-hmm. it won't have time. right right it won't have the time to get to the court before the 22 election which means it could save the 22 election mm-hmm. that's where my diabolicalness goes where why why are they dragging their feet well this mm-hmm. could be why mm-hmm. and hmm. we're also waiting on the supreme court commission to decide whether or not Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi should try to push to expand the court. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So then here's my doom question. What if we don't pass? What if it doesn't pass before 2022? Um, if it doesn't, what, well, I do believe the ACLU and others are suing Georgia and the DOJ is suing Georgia in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, my problem with those, the voter suppression parts are bad enough. Mm-hmm. My problem with the uh, Georgia law, and I think Iowa's similar, Texas is going to try to do it. I don't know if Arizona's doing it yet. Um, my problem with those laws is even if we were to overcome the suppression, which is possible, mm-hmm. difficult but possible, mm-hmm. hi, Stacey Abrams, mm-hmm. um, it's Georgia can say, well, we don't like that county's votes. Right. So the legislature is going to just throw out those votes. Mm-hmm. So the Senate could change then warnock doesn't get reelected because fulton county or whatever 
voted for him and, and he would have won the state except the legislature doesn't like those votes so they're not going to let him win they're going to let whoever yeah. he's running against win that to me is where the law is should be considered unconstitutional yeah um but i'm concerned that the roberts court wouldn't see it that way no yeah they've they've been pretty clear you know i mean i i i wonder with some of their recent rulings like for instance saving the aca that's really great but yeah. but if we get to a point where you know like you're just saying maybe if if something was brought to the supreme court and they're like no um we're we're gonna basically side with republicans on this um then it really wouldn't matter that right. they save the UC- ACA because the Republicans will get rid of it. Um, and, mm-hmm. and so I wonder if some of this, some of their rulings are for theater in that, mm-hmm. you know, okay, we'll give them this and give them this false sense of security that we are somewhat fair and impartial when really there's a bigger picture that they're looking at. And I don't know. I mean, that would mean that those six justices either are plotting together or individually thinking in their mind. I don't know. I really honestly don't know. Um, well, I mean, because they just didn't completely gut Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act, but they almost completely gutted it mm-hmm. uh, last week. So, and that's that's all that the, the DOJ has. Yeah. So we really need at least bare minimum the John Lewis Rights Act because that will reinstate some things. And something that, that uh, Tom Hartman has pointed out, and I, he has pointed out to other um, uh, representatives, in the Constitution, there is a clause that the Congress can pass a law, get the president to sign it into law, and the law can basically state the Supreme Court can't look this over. Oh, wow. It's part of their right to regulate the Supreme Court, which is why they can expand and contract how many people are on the court. Mm-hmm. It's part mm-hmm. of their regulation duties, and they've never done it, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Um, but they could. And the reason that, that um, I know about this is because John Roberts, who was working with the Reagan administration, he proposed, because Reagan wanted to overturn Roe, mm-hmm. he proposed legislation to Reagan, which thankfully didn't pass. Um, he said, why don't you do this? You make a law that Roe is not legal, and then you write into the law that the Supreme Court cannot look at this case. Mm-hmm. John Roberts wrote that. So you could take that to his court. Yeah. What's he going to do, right. overturn his own opinion? Exactly. <laughs> interesting, yeah. Wow, so interesting. Okay, the last political question I have is, and that's not the show, the show's not going to end because I have to talk about <laughs> Bob's birthday, but because um, that's coming up. But I know. Uh, to, I saw someone on Twitter today, and you know how the fucking refresh thing just gets rid of the tweet, tweet while you're reading it? I, yeah. I, I read the tweet and I don't know who said it. I think it was a verified person, but someone said something like Gen Z is going to flip Florida. What do you think about okay. that? What do you think about that? I think they could. Hmm. Um, they're, they're, you know, in Florida, especially those kids down there going through with Stone and Douglas and everything. Yeah. 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 Um, they're very, Aware. In fact, I went to a, a March for Our Lives speech a couple years ago. Adam Schiff spoke at Burbank High School. Mm-hmm. And so I went with my friend Sean because his son was going to school there at the time. And juniors and seniors got up to speak about their student body. Ten kids had been killed by gun violence wow. just at Burbank High School. Wow. 
um, in like a year, hmm. you know, and it wasn't mm-hmm. on campus, but they were, you know, it was gun violence that killed these children. Mm-hmm. And they spoke as eloquently as Adam Schiff. Wow. And I was like, one girl in particular, I was like, when is she running for president? <laughs> wow. You know, because they, they, they're passionate, they understand what's going on, and, and they want to make a change. Mm-hmm. And I do think that those kids can do that and save the rest of us. Well, and there's also, you know, I have a friend who has a, I think she's, I don't know, 12 or 13-year-old daughter. And mm-hmm. her daughter had said to her, Mom, I'm pansexual. And it was funny because then I think she then she kind of was like, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And then and then she later texted her mom. She's like, no, I'm sure I'm pansexual. And the you know, and and mom was very supportive and just whatever, you know, just be happy and whatever makes you happy. Um, But, you know, her mom told me about this and said, you know, wow, I mean, these kids are they're you know it's a different it's different because sexuality Mm -hmm. is fluid and i mean you know when you and i were coming up i can't speak for you but i do know that it's funny my mom when we first moved to california within the first year uh my mom got a roommate and i've i've written about this before but it was just so funny because she was interviewing people to be potential roommates and so Uh We were living in Brentwood, California, and I remember I my bedroom, or I'm sorry, the living room had this huge walk-in closet. I don't know why, but I was in that closet, and I was listening to them interview, you know, to the interview. So mm-hmm. he told my mother, you know, well, I hope you don't mind, but I'm gay. And I was nine, and I, uh-huh. maybe just about to be ten, and I remember I, I froze, like, I literally stopped in my tracks, like, oh, my God, he's gay. And I understood what gay meant, and I didn't think it was negative. I was just shocked. And uh-huh. um, and it was great because he wound up being our roommate, and he was fucking awesome. And my first experience with a gay person was with him. And, number one, uh, he, he was never asked not to bring anybody over, but he never did. And I think he didn't because of me. And you know, yeah, I, you were a kid, so yeah. Yeah, like he ne- not even just to pick him up on a date or whatever. I never saw another man. Um, but he uh, he was a speech therapist, and I remember one time he took me to work, and he he was super awesome, nice person. And so I was, you know, I was that was what like I said when I was maybe ten years old. So my experience with gay people, my first real experience was with was very positive. And mm-hmm. he, he was like almost like a member of our family. And but then in high school, I can guarantee that if I had heard somebody was gay, I think maybe not from me so much, but just because you run with your crowd and you it would have been somewhat shocking. You know, maybe mm-hmm. not in senior year or in even in junior, but like maybe ninth, tenth grade, that might have still been like, oh, scandal, so and so is gay, and now nobody gives a shit. And yeah, and like, it's different. My nieces and nephews that are under the age of thirty, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and it's like even my sister, who is eighteen years younger than me. I mean, kids at that, you know, when she was in high school, it was different. She was talking about there were girls kissing other girls, and again, right. that never would have fucking happened. If it happened when I was young, we didn't hear about it. It wasn't something that people shared. And now kids feel real comfortable uh, sharing that. So that's kind of an interesting take about, you know, yeah, there's gun violence and there's there's climate and there's a lot of things. But there's also this um, anti-LGBTQ stance from the Republicans. And all these kids are like kind of recognizing, oh, sexuality is kind of fluid. 
And, you know, these people are trying to make that like a crime or something, you know? Yeah, no, I think that that also bodes well for our generation, who are basically the parents of these kids. Yes, yes. Um, that we're not shunning them in the numbers that the generation before us yes. did. Yeah. Um, so that that does help. Like, yeah, when I was, because I went to four different high schools, so talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I went to an all girls school at one point that we literally referred to as Les Lake instead of <laughs> West Lake. Um, and so I went to an all girls school for two and a half years and then moved to a very small school on the Big Island for a year and a half. Like, I literally went from a class size of 65 girls to a class size of 12 people. Wow. Um, so that was, you know, culture shock yeah. in and of itself. Um, and I, I'm trying to remember, did I know anybody that was out then? No. But my first boyfriend, um, who passed away in the late 80s from AIDS, um, mm. he was gay, but didn't know it or yeah. was hiding it. Yeah. Um, sweet, sweet boy. Yeah. Really sweet guy. Um, and I'm sure he was hiding it because mm-hmm. um, he dated me and this other girl, Karen. So, duh. Um, <laughs> he was he, Oh, maybe he didn't realize it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't think I knew anybody that was out in high school. I yeah. did in college, though. Right. <laughs> like my friend, <laughs> my friend um, I, remember, I love this story. It's the cutest story with Scott. <laughs> who has been with his husband now for over 30 years, by the way. Um, oh. We were close friends, and he was a year ahead of me, and I think I was a sophomore. And he called me up. Actually, no, sorry, it was Dale, not Scott. Scott had a wet dream about me, and t- it terrified him. I said, honey, you're still gay. Don't worry. Um, he was really so scared. He goes, I had a wet dream about you. And I said, and? And he goes, does that mean I'm not gay anymore? I said, no. Oh, my God, that's so funny. (laughs) Well, he was was in his 20s. He was terrified. Um, But it was my friend Dale, actually, and he called me up, and he said, I need to talk to you about something. And I was like, is he dying? You know, he sounded so serious. And he said, can you come over to my dorm room? I said, absolutely, you know. So I I go over there, and I sit down, and I said, what is it, Dale? What's wrong? What's wrong, right? And I'm worried about him. And he goes, I have to tell you something. I said, what? And he goes, I'm gay. And I said, I know. He goes, well, why didn't you tell me? (laughs) Oh, I figured you knew. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had a friend in high school, and his name was Patrick. And, oh, my God, I fucking loved that kid. And looking back, I, I believe he was gay. And, right. you know, I, but but it was never discussed. We never, ever talked about his sexuality. I don't right. I don't think it would have been scandalous for me if he said to me, I'm gay. I would have I would have been like, so, you know, great. Right. And, you know, I mean, hopefully you won't you know, hopefully good things will happen for you because fucking people are assholes. But yeah, right. I mean, uh, I think that it's interesting because young people have such a different experience and perception, especially when it comes to sexuality. Uh you know there aren't all these limits like you know our mm-hmm. the generation before us and our generation to a degree put so many limits on who you're allowed to like and you know and and all that shit and the the, the norms and everything and now everybody's just like no so that could be part of what we see uh, I think so and I mean like because growing up obviously on my mom's show you know half the male dancers were gay are yeah gay. right um, you know, so I was used to yeah. men being with men. Right. You know, my godfather was gay. Um, in fact, when he and Stan got married when they could, 
it was like, so now you made an honest man out of each other. <laughs> and they've been together for 40 years. Yeah. You know, and, and Don and Dean, uh, dancer and singer on my mom's show, um, when Dean got sick in 2002, he died right mm. after my sister did, he, they couldn't get married. And so, and stuff was in Dean's name. So when he died, it couldn't be transferred over to Don because he wasn't adopted by him or, you know, right. like the way a lot of gay couples of a certain generation, yeah. they would adopt each other or mm -hmm. one would adopt the other one. Mm -hmm. So when they, when Dean passed away, cause the house was in his name, he, Don couldn't afford the house oh, anymore because his property taxes, yeah. you know, quintupled. Right. That's you know, I mean, that's yeah. part of the reason I married Lonnie. <laughs> well, seriously, because, you know, he gets the house, but our property taxes are super duper low. Yeah. But if we're not married, I die. Our pro His property taxes are, you know, go up to twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a year. Wow. Why, why, would, why does that happen? Because if you're married, it just transfers over. Uh-huh. And so the value in California... So if you're married to somebody and you die, mm -hmm. and the house is saved because the house is stolen, just my name, mm -hmm. I give him said house. Well, since we're married, even though we file taxes differently, mm -hmm. there is a tax benefit. Basically, the tax man, the property tax man, goes, well, it's basically staying in the same household. Mm -hmm. So the taxes don't be based on the current value of the house; they're mm -hmm. still based on when I bought the house. Oh, I see. Okay, I gotcha. But if I were to yeah. say give it to you, yeah, then. My little five fifty four hundred dollars a year goes up to twenty thousand dollars a year. Wow, that's interesting, and I didn't know that. See, I knew I'd learned some stuff from you today. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's part of the reason that, that same sex marriage was so important with right. tax reasons. Yes, and right. and um, uh, healthcare reasons, mm -hmm. right. child yes. care reasons. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so many things that that married straight couples don't have to think about. Yeah. And don't even realize that they that they have don't that benefit. Don't even realize yeah. the benefits they had right. just on by virtue of being married. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, yeah. So as I said, it's Bob's fiftieth birthday. <laughs> He's, He's gonna be five. Oh, you kids, you. <laughs> on July twelfth, and it's funny because his mom is uh, planning some stuff, and and we're we're gonna go down to see his mom. She she lives at the lake, and it's so funny because she keeps texting. Like she asked me, she's like, "Can I have your email?" Because you know it's a group email, and she's like, "Oh my god, right. this woman is all about the." organization of everything she's like <laughs> you know at this particular time we're going to go and we're going to sit outside and we're going to do this and I'm not going to say anything that she she's planning just on the in case because somebody right. listening will surely spoil it um, but it's just so funny because she's, con you know, she was sending me all these ideas and it's going to be cute because it's very Bob. She's got this very Bob thing planned, but it's going to be fun. And then it's funny because my birthday is on the 17th. And then what's really funny. So my sister, she goes, her boyfriend who she's been with forever, his birthday is the same as Bob. My birthday is the 17th. My dad's birthday is the 16th. My niece's birthday is the 5th. Wow. And and then although I'm not sure if her mom's going to be around my niece my niece's mother but she's also a July birthday so we have all these July birthdays so we're going to have like this is going to be the month that we uh you know um party for the birthdays but what's really funny is I never know what to get him and I do <laughs> not want to get him anything from for his nerd collection because I did try that this uh, this year he told me or for Christmas, he told me 
that oh god i can't even remember the character but oh there's a new x statue whatever whatever the statue was so i went and i looked it up and i found it wasn't the new one and like an idiot i just bought it and and then i went into his office i should have done the office thing first and i'm like oh he already has it um, so right. that was my one attempt to buy him something that I thought for sure he's going to love this. Well, he already fucking has it. And so I can't say what it is. I'll, you know, I can say what it is after, but I never know what to get him. I mean, he's so fucking hard to get for. I, I can't get him clothes. I actually did get him clothes one year. Um, I got him some t-shirts and I kind of know what he likes. So I don't think he had to return anything, which is good. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to get him clothes because we're, all, we're both very tall and we're very specific about what we like. I don't ever want him to get me clothes. And, um, you know, and, and I, I don't want to even mess with the fucking Marvel shit because I, I'm going to get the wrong thing. I will. Like, I think one year I got him. I got it. It was our first year together. And I didn't really know anything about, you know, his nerd collection. So I, I think I got him a... It was a, oh, I think it was like Spider-Man. Uh-huh. I, I think it's in his closet. <laughs> he just doesn't <laughs> like it. So I was like, all right, fine. He doesn't like that. And I don't know what else. It's like, I never know. So this time somebody on Twitter messaged me and, uh-huh. and they're like, hey, here's something that might be great for Bob's birthday. And again, I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want it to be spoiled, but it's really kind of cool. And it was like so inexpensive. So I'm going to get him more than one thing. But um, it's funny that the thing that I got him for his birthday was recommended by some stranger on Twitter. (laughs) 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 And I just didn't even I wasn't even aware of it. And, you know, and it's like if I tell him to send me like an Amazon wish list, he's going to send me shit that's got like you know, $20 gifts on it. It's like, mm-hmm. can't you just, what do you want? And he won't do mm-hmm. it. So I'm left, uh, I'm like, I, I just have to try to figure it out for myself. And this is his big birthday. And he's like me. He doesn't really give a shit. I, when I first moved here um, in 2018, I turned 50. And so I wanted to have a party, but it wasn't so much to celebrate my birthday. It was just my, like I said, my dad and I are a day apart. And I just kind of wanted everyone to come to my dad's house because I haven't seen everybody in so long. And so I was like, well, here's a good reason that I can see everybody all at once. Um, If I were in California, I wouldn't give a shit about my 50th birthday. I just don't care. I just don't care about birthdays. And Bob's kind of the same. And, you know, I mean, I think if it were up to him, he would just go bike riding and come home and have a normal day. But, uh, you know, it's like our wedding day. Really? Yeah, our wedding day, we got married at the courthouse. Because mm-hmm. when we decided to get married, I said to him, I said, I don't want a big wedding. Yeah. I, I don't want that. He, I'm his second wife. So I'm like that, too. more reason yeah. for him to agree. Right. I said, and I, I don't want, because it, it, he's one of five kids. I have all my siblings, mm-hmm. you know, that I would have invited at least all, but maybe two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, my mom, his parents, you know, and I'm like, it's expensive, mm-hmm. it's a pain in the ass. I'd rather just get married, pay for some witnesses, not even have anybody be there because we don't want somebody to be, feel hurt. Exactly, yeah. So we literally paid for a witness that we didn't meet. But um, <laughs> because when we – because you get your marriage certificate and you have 90 days to get married. Mm-hmm. So we got our certificate, and then we 
planned on the day, and we didn't know if Lonnie was going to have rehearsal or not. <laughs> so, because it was a Thursday morning, That's I think. so awesome. <laughs> it was a Wednesday. It was a Thursday. It was a Friday morning. We, it was a Friday. And so we weren't sure what his schedule, because it was 90 days earlier, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So <laughs> we get married. We go to the courthouse at 10. The judge marries us. We're married at 10, 15. Um, as we're leaving, I call my mom. Mm-hmm to let her know mm-hmm. and then I had to wait three and then I called my brother to let him know did, now and did they know then, you were going to do it in advance or did you just say hey I got married oh we, we they, they didn't know nobody knew we didn't huh. know anybody right and uh, mom was in New York hmm. and Lonnie's mom was with his grandmother in North Dakota because she was going through some cancer stuff hmm. so it was actually good that nobody mm-hmm. had to feel bad about mm-hmm. not being there mm-hmm. and but so then I called my brother and then I called my Uncle Jim. I had to wait a few hours because it was Hawaii time. And so those are the three phone calls. And then, then I sent emails out to personal friends and family. But mm-hmm. <laughs> literally came home and I'm vacuuming. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, you know what? You know, I, I, eating breakfast. And, and <laughs> we had a hotel room booked in Santa Monica, but we couldn't check in that early. And so, so they said, my mom's going to be doing the Alec Baldwin radio show. <laughs> She may say that we got married, so you might want to call your family. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Uh, you know, it's fun. I don't know what Bob and I are ever going to do. I believe if we decide to get married, um, it would be for the tax reasons. It, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be because the way that I look at it and kind of always have for the most part, I don't care. I, and, you know, I don't need I don't need the big wedding. I, I was an actress, and I feel like in some cases, not all, but in some cases, women uh, who weren't ever like at, in the spotlight for any reason, they want that day. Well, right. I, I was an actress, so I've, I've been there, and I, I've performed, and I've had people watch me on stage. I don't need the attention. In fact, I don't even want the attention. And, right. I, I just, and it's not to bash other people who want it, because if that's what you want, then that's right. awesome for you. But for me, personally, it's like I can't stand the wedding industry. I can't, right. you know, it's like I had a friend who, when I was in high school, there was four of us, and there were two girls that had been friends for a really long time and not not only they they were best friends but they both lost parents so they had this connection that was very special and deep and then one of them got married you know was going to get married and asked me to be the maid of honor and i'm like why me why not the, mm-hmm. your the other one Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one you're a little closer to. And so, I, and of course I did it, but I, I fucking hated the whole thing. I mean, there was actually, I'm not going to say that because her, she got married in the mountains uh, in California, which it was really small. It was a very small group of people. So it wasn't right. too bad. And I, and that was actually kind of fun. But, um, but then I hated the, what do you call it? The, the, uh, what, the, the bride part what's the party before they get the married? bachelorette party thank you thank you uh-huh. the or or no no is that it it's the party for the bride whatever the that shower. is the shower thank you it was the writing shower see i don't even know what they're called i hate those. I, I hate i am so miranda hobbs from sex those. in the city on on the fucking wedding thing and it was so great though because i was in charge of that and I was like, really? You, I have to do this? And uh-huh. so... And, and a maid of honor. Yep. I know. And so I had to get everybody gifts. And at the time, I was working for a perfume company. I was actually working for 
oh, I can't remember the name of it, but I, I represented nine different fragrance lines. There was like Chloe and White Shoulders and White Diamonds. And there was like a number. There was nine fucking. Not only did I have like, and, and I got a box of 60 of each. For each line, I would get wow. a box of 60 testers of perfume, testers of lotion, testers of body cream, testers of talcum powder, testers of the powder puff powder. I mean, it was just fucking endless. I had so many boxes of perfume. And so it was like, well, I'm just going to give everybody perfume. And yeah. um, and it was great because everybody got huge, you know, three or four bottles of, you know, expensive, popular perfume at that time. And, you know, and for me, it was like, you know, I just had to put them in baskets. But I hate that whole, I hate that games I hate it. (laughs) And I know, and I don't want to bag on people who like it because if you like it, you like it. And that's great. I just, I'm not that person. So yeah, yeah. my, 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 one of my closest friends when she got married a few years back, God, now let me think their son is six. So it was a little bit before that, about Mm -hmm. eight years ago, she asked me and her friend Paul to be her, I was her best woman and he was her best man. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Paul did all of the, bachelorette stuff because <laughs> she was living she was living down in san diego near her mom and dad's and so there was stuff happening down there and i'm like oh i can't go work you know yeah and she was she was understanding about it thank god yeah um and <laughs> but you know it was just like i we did a whole spa day together which she wanted to do um and so that was nice but it was just like she understood me well enough to know that it's like i'm not your, i'm not that person yeah I, i'm not that person well, it's like i don't i just don't care about the wedding so if bob and i ever decide to get married um, it will be like what you did i i don't i just i want it so simple i wouldn't mind having like a family dinner you know yeah i mean what happened with us was we we decided not to tell anybody until the day we got married because mm-hmm. we just didn't want the pressure yes you know, that's, and that's I absolutely. certainly didn't. Yeah. And he's like, okay, that's cool. He'd already been through it. So he's like, I totally right. understand. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bob's been through it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so um, I was glad he was glad like that. And I said, and I don't want to invite anybody to be our witnesses because I don't want somebody to feel left out. Yeah. So let's pay for the witness, which is funny. There's this homeless guy that lives in our neighborhood and the courthouse is three miles away. And we're literally driving up Van Nuys Boulevard and Lonnie goes, you paid for him to be our witness because he was walking up down eyes near the courthouse. I'm like, yeah, I figured it had to be somebody we know. Oh, my God. But what, what was great was when we, you know, blasted everybody on the planet that we got married. You know, there was a whole Facebook thing that I did mm-hmm. and thing that he did. You know, once family was notified, then yeah. it was, you know, more of a public thing. Our friend Desmond was having a record release party in October. We got married in September. And it was like two or three weeks after we got married on a Wednesday night, he was going to have this record release party for this artist that he was writing music for. And he said, why don't we just make it a wedding reception for you guys too? And we're like, cool. He goes, invite whoever you want. And I said to him, I said, Desmond, you do realize my parties, I invite like 150 people. He goes, can you keep it down to less than 50? I'm like, sure. So, you know, my mom was in New York again because whatever, Julie Andrews, she's known her longer than she's known me. It was having her 80th birthday. Whatever. Uh, So my mom couldn't make it, but Lonnie's mom and stepdad were able to come. My brother was able to come, you know, closer friends. But what was great was it was this like hundred thousand dollar party mm-hmm. that and we didn't have so, to pay for. That's awesome. <laughs> and he even got a cake. Wow, that's really cool. That's really cool. 
which was like so sweet of him to announce that we got. And when Lonnie and I go to parties because we've been together for 150 years, <laughs> we go to a party and we just separate. Yeah. And then one looks at the other. You want to go? Okay. And then we get back together and leave. Right. And <laughs> so at that party, which was several different rooms of things going on, mm-hmm. like three different open bars, and then they had food. I mean, it was amazing. Um, at one point, I hear Desmond's voice going, so, um, happy couple, we've got cake. And I'm like, oh, where's Lonnie? And he was standing next to this girl who was dating a friend of his. So they thought they were the couple. <laughs> I'm like, no, hi, that would be me. Um, and it was a beautiful nightmare on um, before Christmas kind of cake. Mm. Oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> it's a stunning cake. Wow. Uh, if I can find it on my Facebook pictures, yeah, I'll send it to you. That would be cool. Um, I mean, it was gorgeous. And so we, you know, I mean, he didn't have to do that either. Right. Yeah, I mean, no, that's why? Really I mean, awesome. it was a beautiful three-tiered, I mean, stunningly beautiful cake. Mm-hmm. Um, but Desmond knows us to go nightmare before Christmas. Wow. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was just like the wedding with our rings and my dress and the license and the paying for all of that. Mm-hmm. I think grand total twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean that's totally me. And for me also, like the like, I wanted. I think for my fit was for my fiftieth birthday. I wanted a ring, um, mm-hmm. you know, for which I don't wear. I only wear when we go places, and I don't wear it everywhere I go. Um, but I, I didn't want like a big diamond because I will ruin it. I'm just not good with with the stones because I knock my hands on shit. I'm so bad with that jewelry, and so I didn't want you know. A, a, and and I like them. I think the stones are pretty, but I just I I wanted a ring not just a band I, I got it into my head and I think if I got a band I would wear it all the time but it I, I just wear a band and it's not a skinny one like most women wear yeah. it's thicker yeah I mean I was I would probably get something like that but I then I then I realized oh wait a minute Tiffany has these little heart rings that are just like little hearts and mm-hmm. so um you know it's like a it's it's a ring I don't know how to describe it but it's like basically if you wash your hands with soap soap will get all in it you know, like the, like, like a bar of soap because it's, it's, it's got little holes for the hearts and, um, and it's really pretty and it's very simple. It's just, you know, it wasn't like a really expensive ringer. It was a couple hundred bucks, but I just wanted to have something. Um, but you know, that's, that's how I am. It's like, I just, I don't want to make a big deal. I don't need the big ring because I will ruin it. And, uh, I think I'm trying to remember, my boyfriend, my boyfriend when I was a teenager, because this was a big deal. He he got all of his ex-girlfriend's rings and I had a sapphire ring that my father gave me. And he asked me to wear my sapphire ring on my ring finger. And I was like, fuck you. Get me a ring. I don't, I'm not wearing yeah. my dad's ring. No. And so he poor guy. He saved up his money and he bought me this really pretty because my my I have, I'm a cancer, so I'm a ruby. So he got me a ruby ring. It had like four little right. rubies and some diamonds. They were just diamond chips, but they were cute. I mean, we were teenagers and oh, my God, I mangled the fuck out of that ring. I think I was moving my I was helping my friend move and it just got caught and it just got mangled and I lost a ruby or something. And it's like I just don't want to. I don't want to go through that. I, I ruin watches. If you give my father gave me a watch for Christmas and I think it lasted a week, it just broke. I probably yeah, had I'm, it. I'm good with watch. I don't. I used to wear one even going to bed, but and I this ring that Lonnie gave me that has diamonds and stuff and it's it's sharp. Mm-hmm. So I used to wear those to bed, but then I can hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> with the ring that he got you. <laughs> exactly. And then my mom gave me this beautiful Gucci watch that's kind of like a bracelet. Mm-hmm. And so I will wear that when I leave the house. Yeah. Um, uh, and then my, my, my mom and her husband gave me a Rolex for my 50th birthday, wow. which was very generous. Yeah, that's very nice. Um, which I only, I only wear when I see them and we're going someplace fancy. Yeah. My, oh, God, the one who got me the ring. Uh, he had the worst mother in the world, and it's so sad. She and and it's sad because we broke up not too long after he got. He Aww. gave me the ring on Christmas, and we broke up, and I broke up with him in in February. So, um, the guy saved his money for so long, and then I'm like, "Fuck you, I'm done." But then, um, <laughs> did you give him back the ring? No, I think I asked him if You're he wanted. I think well, I think I asked him if he wanted it, and and he said no. So, okay. um, but his mom gave him a Rolex, and he found out it was fake. And I thought oh. he was so devastated. His mom was terrible. She kicked him out when he was 15. And he was literally living in abandoned buildings. Oh, my God. That's terrible. It's terrible. It, it, his mother was the worst fucking person ever. And he actually lived with us because um, I met him right before I graduated. It's like I, I met him at prom. And mm-hmm. it, so it was May. And I, obviously, I graduated in June. He had never graduated. He was a year older than me. He did go to my graduation and he said he felt sad because he didn't graduate yeah. and I felt sorry for him. He was very sweet. He was just very messed up in many ways. I mean, he he did drugs, he did cocaine and he did um crystal meth. And oh. in fact, this woman, we we were dating. I remember I wrote in my diary soon after we started dating, you know, Bill does too many drugs. And uh you know, I mean, I smoked pot and everything, but I, you know, I had I I had <laughs> at the beginning of my senior year, and I think I told this story before, but I I, sh- I sh- did mushrooms and I had a terrible experience at the Griffith Park Observatory in front of my whole fucking class because everybody was like, "Let's do it, Led I'm Zeppelin." <laughs> it was it was crazy, but we were all like, "Led laugh, Zeppelin." I mean, that's where you're supposed to do shrooms. Exactly, and but we were. Uh, it was supposed to be the like the laser. Was it the laser? laser show at, you know for Led Zeppelin at the Lazarium and so we told everybody I was in Torrance and obviously the Lazarium is uh, or the Griffith Park Observatory is in LA it's far. so it's a far it's a far 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 right and like I, I we were telling everybody to go and everybody went and then I fucking make this huge spectacle I mean huge and it was so funny because I was in the office and I was so fucked up and they're gonna wheel me down there's steps too so they had to bring mm-hmm. they, they're like can you walk down the stairs I'm like no I can't so they bring a stretcher and they put me on the stretcher and I oh God. I covered my head and my friend everybody thought I was dead and my friend's like she's not dead she's just embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucking well, I mean, humiliated. If you're gonna do mushrooms, that's the place to do it. But you gotta be around a small group of yes. people that can help you with your trip. Oh, and I had nobody to help me. It was awful. It was just this. And the worst thing was, everybody else was feeling fine, and I kind of didn't feel good. I, I wasn't feeling right. And I said to this guy, "When am I gonna start feeling better?" And he's like, "Don't worry. You know, just give it some time." And we were sitting there, and right, like there was this moment that this guy was yanked out of the lizarium he had no shirt no shoes and he was wearing like jeans and he looked like the 70s dude with the longer hair and i guess he was on pcp and so um my my friend says to me that could happen to you 
because they were handcuffing it. And right when she said that, I was told my eyes rolled in the back of my head and my face started twitching and I just fell backwards. And then I wake up and I'm on the lawn in Griffith Park and I've got an entire circle of people around me, most people from my school. And they were like uh, the, the authorities that were there, because I don't think the police had arrived yet, but they said, are what did you take? And I was kind of out of it. And they, and they said, did you take Sherm? Which I thought they were, I, that's PCP, but I thought they meant shrooms. So I right. said, yes. And then I hear them on their walkie talkie. She's on shrooms or she's on PCP. She's on PCP. And I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because people <laughs> used to dip their Sherm in cigarettes. Yes. Yes. And so, um, that was no fun, but you know, poor, yeah. poor Bill. So I had my experiences with drugs and everything, but Bill was like a regular cocaine user and I was not. And, and so this woman gave him, I think, I think she went by the name Poppy. Um, I think she gave <laughs> him this huge fucking, like, I don't, it was this big round thing filled with crystal meth and oh, he, he was a teenager. So he was you know one of those teenagers that he was skinny you know he was like a skinny mm-hmm. man and um i think he he was high for three days and oh, no. his oh my god his face because he lost like 15 pound in, pounds in three days and he yeah. had like he was so gaunt looking and i told him i'm like okay it's me or the drug and so he dumped it down the toilet um and I can't even remember why I started talking about him, but, um, but you know, he dumped it down the toilet and then, oh yeah. And then eventually we broke up. He was such a sad sack though. You know, he was, he was so cute. And, and I remember when we were together, we would go play pool a lot. I lived in this uh, luxury apartment building that had like a pool room and we would play pool and I would listen to, um, oh God, what is that song? I can't remember the song and I'll remember it in a minute after the show, of course, when nobody cares. But um, anyway, I would always listen to this one song by Bruce Springsteen and think about how cute he was and was so grateful he, I wasn't related to him because I thought he was so cute. <laughs> it was like weird <laughs> shit in my mind. But anyway, um, it, it was just so unfortunate that he, he was such a good guy, but it was like, and again, now I don't even remember why I'm even talking about him. I'm just going off into all well, these things. about marriage and then rings and then Oh yeah, and that. then I ruined his ring. That's right. So the poor, the, <laughs> and the, I ruined it after, I, I think I did say that he could have it back. And it was so sad because he, li- that's right, he lived with us. And, you know, right. my, because he didn't have anywhere to live. In fact, um, he was living when I met him with this in this house filled with other guys about his age. And there was this one time where he would he had been staying with me because he was sneaking in my window. So my mom didn't right. know this yet. Eventually, the neighbors told on me and I got found out. But uh, <clears throat> but still, she let him come live because she felt sorry for him because he really was so right. sweet. But anyway, so he would stay with me for like days at a time. And we went back to the house which we called Ripley Manor I remember it was like this house on Ripley Street and um, the guys that had been living there made a huge thing of spaghetti and left it out and it was out for days and days and days and oh my god there was fucking maggots everywhere there were maggots in the spaghetti there were maggots crawling up the walls and it was like the spaghetti was moving and and some of the I'm like we walked into the place and we were like horrified and one of the guys took like a Aquanet bottle or can and was spraying the walls with fire to kill the fucking maggots. It was so gross. I'm glad you weren't on mushrooms when that happened. <laughs> no shit. Oh my god, and he was my first real boyfriend. He was like the first one that, even though he cheated on me twice and told me, um, you know, he he said, "I want to be your boyfriend. Like I want to have a commitment." And so, but poor guy. He was so cute though. 
And I feel sorry Aww. for him because he's now he lives in Sweden. And I always like check his mother's page, even though I fucking hate his mother who kicked him out when he was 15. But um, I, I check her page because I, I heard that the, you know, COVID was really bad. It was and, bad. A friend, yeah. of mine's, a friend of mine's girlfriend, she got stuck in Sweden. Wow. Yeah. She's Swedish and she was there for, she couldn't get back. And right. She's lucky she didn't get sick. No kidding. I, I just well, saw her at our hugging party. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Uh, but I just worried about him because, I mean, I don't really want to have anything to do with him anymore, but um, he was so sweet, and I feel like he wasn't very bright, and I just, so I keep looking at his mother and his sister's page. So far, I mean, they're not public pages, only certain posts you can see, but right. so far nothing about him, so it's like, I just, hopefully he'll survive this, because I know that he has two grown children and then um, a newborn, so... You know, we'll see. Hopefully everything well, will be fine. Well, I mean, fine. Sweden did learn its lesson. Yes, it did. It did. So I think that they've, I think, you know, a year ago it was right. very different than it is now. Yeah. So I hope he survived it because, you know, he's not bright, but he was sweet. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I mean, and how is your uh, COVID PTSD doing? Um, I'm kind of okay. I'm worried about the Delta variant. But I just heard that uh, maybe the Johnson & Johnson is actually – offer some protection. I know there was a question about it. Um, I'm, I'm okay. I think that it's just, I think the weird it's as we slowly start to acclimate back into society. Um, you know, I went to the mall and that was my first time at the mall, which I'm actually going to do a patrons only today after we do our thing. And I'm going to talk about that because it was kind of triggering for me in many ways, but, um, it was, it was weird to be there. Um, but it was okay. I mean, I, it was kind of freeing, you know, it was kind of like, ah, oh. but at the same time, it was kind of odd. And, and as a fucking almost 53 year old woman who still gets hot, I, I hate wearing a mask because it's like when I walk around, just the, the hot breath that goes on my face makes my whole body hot when I'm not really hot to start out with. But it's like sometimes, sometimes I'm not hot, but sometimes I am. And if Bob puts his hand on me, it's, it's, it's warm. And then my whole body gets warm. Mm -hmm. And so that same thing happens with a mask. And it's like, sometimes I'm okay, but other times, but you know, outside of that, I still haven't, I, I did get Panera, which unfortunately was not good. And um, I used to love getting Panera and the dinner that I, the, I got a bowl and the rice was kind of crispy and the beans were a little too, they weren't soft enough and it just, ugh. so that was disappointing. But um, I have not yet gone to a restaurant and I, you know, there are certain things that I haven't done, but I've slowly been getting back. And, you know, Bob asked me, he's like, how do you feel about a restaurant? And I think we're both still somewhat nervous about... Uh, We've only gone to restaurants that only still have patio dining. Yeah, see, but it, out here, no fucking way. It's so, especially this week is so fucking hot and it's humid. So it's know, like... You, we went, to, we, the first time we saw Lonnie's mom was Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. And Palm Springs, that particular day was 100 degrees. <sighs> and I was lucky enough to find this lovely French cafe... Because the hotel where Lonnie and I were staying, they were all sold out mm -hmm. for their stuff. Even Because we went to dinner on Saturday night, not even on Mother's Day. But I found this French cafe that had outdoor seating and misters, because it's Palm Springs. Mm -hmm. But right now in Palm Springs, it was 116 degrees the oh other day, you know. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, you don't go out until 9 o'clock at night, and I'm in bed. Yeah, um, right. I'm sleeping by then. Yeah. But... 
like here, even when it's it's been really stupid humid, by the way, really? stupid climate change. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, we have gone out to dinner, but I still like if they don't have outdoor seating, yeah. I'm not going. Yeah, and that, that I mean, and, and frankly, it this is kind of part of the reason. Um, I my niece is not yet vaccinated because she's mm. just turning seven today. Is it today? Happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. It's her birthday today. So um, she's not vaccinated. And I, I mean, I might catch the Delta variant and not even know it. Exactly. And, and, and I mean, I don't see her very often, but it's a concern. And I know she's around other people who could also do the same. But I just feel a certain sense of responsibility. And it's not that I'm afraid for myself. I don't want to get Delta variant. I don't want to get COVID. Um, But I don't feel especially frightened of it just because I feel like, all right, well, I've been vaccinated. And if I get it, it'll probably be mild. And at best, mild. I mean, or non existent. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's my concern when it, because I leave, I still walk. I mean, you know, the valley, wide streets, plenty of parking. Right. when I go out to walk outside mm-hmm. where everybody does cross streets and, you know, mm-hmm. we're all staying kind of away from each other. A year ago, I would say 85% of us were masked up. Yeah. Now I'm going to go with 50%, which yeah. is still good. Yeah. And where my little area where I live, we, people over the age of 75, I want to say it's 78% are fully vaccinated. Mm. Mm, that's good. People over the age of 18 are like 68% vaccinated. Oh, so yeah. we're, my yeah. little conclave you know where you know the thirty thousand people that live in valley village yeah most of us are vaccinated and where i walk i talk to my neighbors and i know who's vaccinated and that i talk to and there's two women that are i want to say in their 70s early 70s Mm -hmm. um they see me and they they asked the other day that why are you still masked up i said if i catch it i don't want to give it to somebody else Mm -hmm. Right. And and one of them goes, I'm totally with you, but we're outside. And I'm like, hey, you do you. I know you're vaccinated. Exactly, yeah. I'm cool with you doing I, I just don't want to, because I'm not near anybody. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm going back to Stephanie's, mm-hmm. right. on Tuesdays, yes. I, go to, yeah. I go grocery shopping like I used to. Yeah. That was our grocery day with me. I go to Stephanie's, go grocery shopping, come home, walk, do my show, and then I'm done. Huh. And so... Was, June 15th is when we opened opened up, and I hate that term. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the first time I went to uh, the grocery store, and I saw people, uh, employees and customers, I would, I'm going to go 50-50, mm-hmm. not wearing masks. Yeah. That freaked me out. Yeah. Indoors. Yeah. It's like, no. I know, I know, I know. I see. Outdoor safe, yeah. indoors, not so much. I mean, it's, it's not like it's a small grocery store. It's huge. Right. But, and I'm like, nope, I'm masking up, and I don't care what anybody thinks. Yeah, well, that's how I feel. I mean, I always mask up, especially if I'm going into any kind of building. But, you know, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in a couple of months from now. You know, in a couple of weeks from now, I think we're going to start seeing the real um, Delta thing. You know, I mean, we're going to see what happens. And unfortunately, we're going to see a lot of people in red states getting it. and children are going to get it and and as much as i i do not wish anybody to to die at all even the stupid fucking red hat magas idiots i don't wish for them to die but the way i look at this i mean unfortunately kids are involved kids who can't Mm -hmm. get vaccinated right now also people who have 
you know, autoimmune issues and they can't get the vaccination. Yeah, I invited somebody over to our hugging party, him and his wife, and he said my wife is immune compromised, so mm-hmm. no. Yeah, and th- and that's what sucks because you don't know who is and who isn't. Um, uh, but the thing is, is I think since since it is what it is and I can't do anything about it, if these fucking idiots mm-hmm. want to go kill themselves, fine, go do it. And less of you are going to vote. And I know, or fewer of you are going to vote. And I know that sounds really cold. I don't wish for them to die. I wish they would get vaccinated. I wish they would put masks on. I wish they would protect the children. But they're not. Right. And it's no, I like, mean, I have two friends that are vaccine hesitant. They're not anti-vaxxers. Mm-hmm. And, and one friend, she was going to get the J&J shot. And then all hell broke loose. Yeah. <laughs> so then she got even more scared. Yeah. And uh, she and another friend of ours, we've known each other for 50 years. And so our friend Angie, and Angie got Moderna, mm-hmm. I got Pfizer, and we both are fine. Yeah. So I'm like, please just consider it. So I think she might do it once Pfizer is fully authorized. Yeah. And she doesn't leave her house yeah. much, so I'm not concerned that she's going to get sick. Yeah. Because um, her mother, too, she lives with her mom. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going to get sick because they really don't leave their house. Mm-hmm. But it's still like, really, it's worked. It's fine. We've got I 300 know. million people have shots in their arms. Yeah. Nobody's died from the vaccine. No, and, and the thing is, is people are, you know, pointing to some of these breakthrough cases, and it's like, okay, but the difference is you're not going to fucking die. It, the, well, the vac- I mean, even the people that there have been some people that have died right. that were fully vaccinated, but not in the numbers. No. This is not 100%. Exactly, and we knew that going in, and not only that, vaccines aren't about not getting it at all it's basically protecting you so that if you do get it it's not you don't die yeah, you, yeah and you don't go to the hospital you just get a mild case i mean you know ben cohen was on the show his mom lives in fucking great britain she i think she got pfizer but i know she was fully vaccinated and she got it but it was like nothing yeah. you know it was nothing so um he, he he made it sound like oh yeah she was like only in bed for like a day or so and then that was it so um you know, and that's pretty much what happened when I, I didn't even, I got my Moderna shot. And mm-hmm. I just felt kind of icky. I didn't feel good. I started feeling nauseous in the middle of the day. It was like 24 hours later. And I started to feel nauseous and I was getting a really bad headache. And so I took two Advil and a Tylenol, which my father has been screaming at me to do ever since, you know, you got to do this when you when you get the second shot. Just do that and you'll be fine. And so I took those and I felt fine. And I mean, I was tired, but that I mean, I wasn't even overly tired. I was just too tired to work out and I just kind of wanted to hang back and lay you know lay on the couch all day and that's that's what I did and then you know I think for a couple days I was just a little bit tired and that was pretty much it and that you know I mean Lonnie just had his first shingle shot oh really and and normally the first shingle shot doesn't really throw you on your ass it's the second Second one that does right yeah he was down for two days really interesting I haven't gotten a rash from it from my first shot. I didn't feel bad, but I had a full body rash. Uh-huh. And so my doctor was like, yeah, I don't get the second shot. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I have um, not yet had that. Because when you break out in a rash, that's a bad reaction. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he was down because he didn't feel good. Yeah. And so I was like, are you sure you had chicken pox, dear? No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I did another didn't. friend of ours also just had her first shingle shot. She goes, 
COVID's easy. Go get those shots. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Shingles sucks. My mom know? told. And you don't want to have shingles. So, I mean, I'm half vaccinated no. for shingles, which yeah. is better than nothing. Right. Um, for sure. But even when I had to disclose that when I got my Pfizer shot. Right. The first pharmacist didn't really care. She was like, I'm giving you the shot. The second one, though, who also rolled a vein, and so I was, had a nice bruise for a week and a half. Ow. Um, She's like, what was your reaction to the shingles shot? And I said, a rash. And I said, she goes, uh-huh. And I said, I don't care what this reaction is mm-hmm. going to be. Mm-hmm. Shingles ain't going to kill me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This can kill me. Give yes. me the shot. Yes. I'll sign a wow. waiver. I don't care. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't think I had chicken pox. My mom said that I had mumps, but I never had the chicken pox. I did, pox. too. Yeah. Oh, but- no, I got the chicken pox when I was 26. Wow. My friend who was 36 that gave was it to me. fucking awful. Oh, no. Luckily, I got it at 26, and my friend was 30. He got it at 36. Oh, my God. I think he may have gotten it from one of his children. Yeah. Because um, I get this phone call. Because the incubation period is 21 days. Mm-hmm. And I had been with him. He had a furniture store at the time, and I went to say hi, and we we're chatting, and it's it's communicable by air. Yeah. And so I get a phone call from him at about 18 days after. Now he's sick, right? Because mm-hmm. I need to let you know, because I remember I saw you almost three weeks ago. I have chicken pox. Because hmm. it was 18 days of his incubation, and mm-hmm. then boom, it mm-hmm. hit him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. He goes, did you ever have chicken pox? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He goes, well, just in case, if you find anything on you, call your doctor and get yeah. Zovirax, which is herpes medication. Right. Which is the same yes. viral family. Yeah. And so it was a Friday afternoon. I want to say it was, might have been a holiday weekend, but either way, it was a Friday. And we were having a meeting with my family at my dad's old business partner's office and I needed to use the restroom and I was itchy on my stomach and I lifted my shirt and I'm like shit it was literally 21 days after I had seen wow Wow. I'm like oh man I had a little bit of sores on my arm Mm -hmm. and just on my stomach so I call my doctor who was only a gynecologist (laughs) oh my god because that's who I went to. Uh-huh. And so I called Dr. Reichman and I said, I think I have chicken pox. And my friend told me to get Zolorax. Mm-hmm. And she said, think or no? I said, well, he has it. <laughs> yeah. That's what his doctor said. She goes, okay, I'm going to get you, I'm going to call your pharmacy, and I'll get you some Zolorax. Take it over the weekend and then go see a general physician because yeah. I'm not qualified to let you know whether or not, mm-hmm. you know. I have one specific job. Um, and I said, do you know a GP? that I can? So she gave me a, a doctor's name and number. So I go and I get my Zovirax, which I think she prescribed 1,000 milligrams a day mm-hmm. for the weekend. So on Monday morning, I trot over to this other doctor and lift my shirt. And he goes, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's chicken box. Definitely chicken box. And I said, so Zovirax? He goes, yeah, but 4,000 milligrams a day. Oh, my God. Which means I didn't get a fever. I didn't get sick. Oh, wow. All I had was a little spot on my stomach and a little spot on my arm, which disappeared within a couple of days. I think I took it for a week. And did you have any side effects from that? Nope. Wow. That's awesome. That's really awesome. That's good to know because evidently I didn't have chicken pox, so if I ever do. 
Um, no, Zovarex is the way to mitigate symptoms. Right, of it. right, right, right. Um, I mean, it doesn't yeah. knock it out of your body, but you don't get sick as an adult. Right. Right, right, Which right. is why when I said to my doctor, I said, well, I got chicken pox at 26. Why do I need a shingle shot at 50? <laughs> How about 70? Yeah, I got it. I'm going to, my dad, every year, you go to get it. I'm like, but I didn't have the chicken pox. He's like, still do it anyway. He, he's, no, uh, you, he, I mean, I, I even asked mine, I said, are you sure you had chicken pox? Because if you didn't have it, you don't need the shingle vax. Yeah. You just don't. That's what I think and so uh my mother no, that's swears. what your doctor will tell you trust me <laughs> but my sister my sister carrie for some reason at some point in her life didn't give it to me but had chicken pox because she got shingles one wow. my mom's had it twice yeah my mom's had it too and it's just horrific it's Lonnie's horrible. dad had yeah. it it's like you don't want shingles no 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 it looks bad my grandmother had it oh my god no it's awful it's horrific apparently it's very painful yes it is. So, I mean, so at least I'm half vaccinated, which is better than not at all. Right, right, right. Because that's what my doctor said. She says it's better than nothing. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess this would be a good time to wrap up when we're talking about oh, shingles. Yes, yes, and... we're talking about <laughs> I, do, I just, I'm trying to keep it from going for two hours, which I could easily do. Um, <laughs> I know, we there's... always chat. Like, <laughs> like you. Two old there's... <laughs> the two old biddies. There, there's a couple people that I have on the show that that could happen. Like, I could just keep going and going and going, and you're definitely one of them. But everyone loves it. So I just want to say that when you're in the show, everybody is like, oh, Jody, they love you. So we oh, all, we all love you. We love you because you're very lovable. Very sweet. <laughs> oh, well. Well, of course, uh, before, as always, before I let you go, please tell everybody where they can find you. They can find me at the Twitter machine at From the Bunker JR and From the Bunker, uh, from dash the dash bunker.com, sexyliberal.com, and Patreon slash From the Bunker if they want to give me a little, you know. A little love, change. yes. A little change. You get a, a free. Love. You get a free. No, you get a commercial free show. You get two sketches. Well, one sketch a month at the five dollar level. Two sketches a month on the ten dollar level. Oh, cool. So, look at you, all fancy with your sketches. <laughs> well, I mean, some of the we actually are almost done shooting one new one, mm-hmm. but everything that I've uploaded so far is just from a long time ago. Oh wow! Well, still, that's cool though, and that's awesome. Um, and then, yes, of course, you can find me at Author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y, on Twitter, and then uh, on Amazon, on my books. If you like them, please buy them, review them, all that stuff. Review the show. I need reviews. I haven't had a new review for a while, so that would really be cool on iTunes. So um, anyway, it's always a pleasure talking to you, Jody. I love you. You're so sweet. So thank you for being on the show. Anytime, Kimberly. Anytime. <laughs> you take care. You too, honey. Bye-bye. Be safe. (laughs) Bye-bye.